Baylor has 12 commits in the class of 2024. That is one more than the amount of people on your team on the football field. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated and other stuff. That's Cameron Stewart from uh, Inside the Bears with Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. People, people have been talking recently. Is there a show that's only about Baylor? It's all Baylor all the time. Like doesn't cover anything else. Like just a Baylor, a place to go for just Baylor sports. Yeah, that would be nice. There's only one. There is only one. Is we are your only source, and uh, uh, you know, only source for only Baylor sports. Just yeah. straight laced. All positive. 100%. You want to hear some Baylor homers? Chalk a couple of alumni, a couple of guys who were there, been in the trenches before. That's why yeah. you come here. That's what you come here for. A couple of guys who the, owe the university money. Those who don't filibuster. You know, we don't show up and like, hey, Cam, so how was your day? It's been the first like four mm-hmm. minutes being like, oh, it was good. Had a burger this morning for breakfast. We, we don't, don't do, do that. that. Because we, we hate each other. We solely talk about it. I don't care how his day was. I really don't, man. We <laughs> just... Talk about Baylor sports. And sometimes, rarely, rarely times, it has to be kind of negative. We have to address the stuff that's not as positive, which is tough to do because we uh, love our institution. So, but I was looking, I was watching, you know, reading a post from a Baylor fan on the Baylor Sikkim 365 Facebook page today that was like, hmm, is Baylor bad at recruiting perchance? Um, so when I, I like just read through the entire thing says, uh, this is, you know, I'll call the guy out. Thank you. Chris Meza. It's Spanish for table for saying, man, Joey McGuire is said to a, a shot at a top 20 player in the country in Micah Hudson, five-star receiver from Lake Belton. He's built a good relationship with Brian Nance, former Baylor guy. McGuire has finished with a couple of classes better than Baylor already. And we had a chance to make that higher before Texas tech was the right move made to which I say, Whoa, Mr. Table. No need to say, you know, did Baylor make the right call here? The Dave Aranda shouldn't be the coach, and Joey McGuire should. We're going to hear that for a couple of years here, man. Yep, for sure. Almost no matter what happens, yeah. 2024, not that far away. Texas Tech, number 27 overall class in the United States. Baylor, number 54. Tech is doubling us up in recruiting, and Baylor has just 12 recruits. Cam, is that good? Not ideal, no. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with you there. They have a feeling that's your take, too. It's not good. It's not fatal, no. but it's not good. No, it's not good. The Where I want to go to begin to, Texas type laughing Baylor and recruiting. Joey McGuire's part of that. Look, we talk about you lose Jerome Tang. Okay? you, you it's, it's not just like, oh, we don't need him. We'll, we'll make up for it. No, no, no. You're going to take some lumps there. You lose Joey McGuire, same deal. You're going to take some lumps. The... The really worrisome part about this deal for me, remember where Baylor, June, June, July 12th right now. Remember where Baylor recruiting was July 12th of last year? We were feeling pretty good, Drake. You and I were writing uh, writing stories daily for Sports and that Illustrated was, inside the If Bears. I and remember correctly, this was after the loss of Braithwaite. Braithwaite. I think it was before, but I don't know for sure. Um, there were There were some weird moves. But Baylor had a top 20 class consensus. Talks of being in the top 15 in recruiting and had how many recruits? Do you remember how many recruits there were? What was it like? 
at this time it was like 23 24 um yeah because they would all commit the end of june um when they would come to camp yeah so it uh-huh. was it was a good it was a good healthy number um about even on both sides of the ball too Today, it's 12. Baylor's at 12 recruits. And I'm not pressing the recruiting red button. It's not, okay, no, Baylor is is going to be terrible. But that will be on the thumbnail. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Number 54 in the country is behind teams like West Virginia, who will very likely fire its coach. If they are, it's he's weakened at Bernie's right now. Maybe they're banking on that. Maybe the Louisville. players are like, I want the next guy. I- Illinois, Arizona, Syracuse. Syracuse discontinued their NIL. And they are 14 spots above Baylor in recruiting. Cam, why is this happening? Well, I'm such a man of nuance, Drake. So as always, I'm somewhere in the middle here of recruiting in these rankings. Most of it is a grab shoot. Most of it. Um, and Stanford that's has 28 to, commits, so yes. Yeah, and, and and we see this every year of like Nebraska's back, man. They're ahead of Alabama and Georgia right. in, in the recruiting rankings. Which I, I, I will say, now. somebody's already oh. screaming it at their TV. Alabama also has 12 recruits. Three, five stars, yeah. four, six, it, four stars. But they also have 12. It all, it just, it always happens. Um, it championships are not won in June. They're really not. Uh, and getting these guys to commit after camp, it's really what you can do with the guys when they get there, but that is just a broken record, right? So it 95% of the time, um, recruiting hype and, and lack thereof is only going to come away with positive feelings. Do you know what I mean by that? Drake and that we see it every day, tech fans on Twitter, tech fans on the message boards, they are fired up, and they should yeah. be. You know, Joey's doing a, doing a good job, it looks like, but from all that we can measure right now. Um, and yet, it wasn't, it, it's not a big thing, big discourse among Baylor fans that we're effing this up and we're having a bad recruiting cycle. You know, it, it's not it's not an everyday kind of topic. So what I mean by that is it, it really only comes with good vibes. Very rarely do you get bad vibes from that. And I don't, uh, the only reason I'm saying it doesn't, ever come with bad vibes is because what happens at Oklahoma state the last couple of months here, they're, they're in a bad way uh, in terms of the future of their football team, as we can tell right now. Um, But it's really just for um, those new coaches, these guys who are like Joey McGuire, who's getting everyone hyped up big on social media. Um, That that's where I think it, it's really only beneficial, Um, especially for schools like Baylor and tech and TCU and uh, even like a Stanford in the Pac-12, things like that, where it's not a blue blood program, you know, because Georgia and Alabama and Florida, to some extent, they're always going to figure it out. And then there are schools that get these great recruiting classes like a Tulane or a Western Michigan, and they have, have never had this kind of feeling before. And then somewhere in the middle is Baylor and Texas Tech, where you know, 95 to 98% of the time, it's only going to be positive talk when it comes to recruiting. So all that to say, good for tech. They're on a roll right now, but it, it doesn't, it it just doesn't mean anything until you get these guys on campus and they're practicing and and winning your football games. Like I look at Baylor last year um, 
and, and the hype was largely the same, right? You're coming off, Baylor's coming off a great season. Tech's coming off a good season. Um, it's still a fairly new coach. You know, you're buying into this philosophy um, and the recruiting trail is hot. They're bringing in some uh, big names, you know, names you didn't know, but got a lot of stars next to them. Um, yeah. And you're like, here we go. And, and we're, and we're a, you know, a favorite last year to win the conference title. Tech is right up there in that conference championship discussion among a lot of people. And it just all feels the same, this timeline. And last year, Baylor, like we talked about, had this great recruiting class that all of a sudden dips precipitously after uh, Brathwaite and then eventually Novasad um, and Torian York in there all end up decommitting. And so it doesn't look as great on paper now when you look back. But like we said, it was top 20 and it didn't win them any games on the football field that year. Those kids weren't suiting up that year. It led to a, a disappointing season and what is now into a disappointing recruiting cycle. So yeah. without those kids from that 23 class, class of 23, so last year's recruits, without them even doing anything for Baylor, uh, all of a sudden you're on a downslide after having so much momentum last year. So it's it's very much, you know, buyer beware. Uh, you, you can buy into the hype now or you can do it when they're playing at a, you know, contending for a conference title and having another great recruiting cycle next year. There's a point that you made that I like in in that. Thank okay, you. Um, that's That's rare, man. You can be top 20, top 25 in recruiting, which is always like a Purdue in there. And it doesn't, exactly, mean, man. I, doesn't mean you're gonna win football year. games. Yeah. Um, so I want I want to dive into state the state of Baylor recruiting currently. But first, I want to dive into Fanduel, my favorite place to do that sports. If you have ever thought to yourself, hmm, shall I make money because I like sports perchance? FanDuel is the place to go. Uh, you can bet the MLB right now. Right, literally now during the All Star break or game or whatever it is today, because Major League Baseball is ungodly long, uh, you get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right, 20 bucks. You put 20 bucks, put 20 bucks in there, you get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. $20 in the Rangers to win the game that they're playing. If they win, you get $200 in bonus bets. If they lose, you get $200 in bonus bets. Either way. That's 200 you can spend on everything from money lines to overs and unders. And who you think is going to hit the first home run of the game in the big game? All that's at FanDuel. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. Instantly, no better place to bet than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get up to 2200 $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel.com. It is the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Speaking of uh, which, Drake. Yeah, what do you got there, Kim? Just real quick, because we're both sports guys. Big baseball guys. Um, 
Has the Home Run Derby lost its luster? Yeah, 100%. As we're recording this, and obviously you'll be listening to it after, but as we're recording this, it hasn't quite kicked off yet. I have no idea who is in the Home Run Derby. Mm -mm. Not one. Now, it's better than the Cape League Home Run Derby, which the winner has like three homers. Um, But the only one I remember, last one I remember watching was 2018 with with Max in it. Um, Yeah, Giancarlo Stanton. Those were like, uh, you know, and it, that was one. I mean, again, I was a kid um, when I used to watch it every year, but that was like one of the highlights of my summer, dude. Yeah, it's just not better good than anymore. the All Star Game. I watched now I like still, the Little League World Series. Was just an awesome take, you know. Monday night, you're in summer, you can stay up late, watch the whole thing. I don't know, it was just really fun. Anyway, yeah, not anymore. Uh, so <laughs> interesting to me when we talk about these teams that like some teams good year, bad year recruiting is seldom consistent. If you're outside the top 10 universities that can compete for a national championship. Yes. I said it. There are 10 universities that can win a national championship. That's that's pretty liberal to be honest with you. I don't even know yep. if there's that many. Yep. And, and sadly, you know, of the 140 FBS teams, there are only 10 and Baylor's not one of them. Neither is NC state or Indiana or Oklahoma state all teams that are behind Baylor and recruiting TCU is just one spot above. They only have 10 commits. That is five, four stars and four, three stars Four Das Baylor bears of the 12 commits. They, according, according to 24, seven, at least 11 of them are three stars. One of them does not register as any of these stars. So it's just not a star, zero stars. That sounds right. And if you had a good year, you'd have a, you'd have a four star or two in there. And look, Joey McGuire recruited the guys that went two and seven in the COVID year. Mm-hmm. Joey McGuire recruited the guys that won the Sugar Bowl and won yeah. the Big 12 championship. Yeah. Joey McGuire recruited the guys that lost to Air Force in, in the Armed Forces Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. I believe firmly, and I don't think anybody would disagree, Joey McGuire is a much worse X's and O's coach than Dave Aranda. I, I, I think that's just super valid. Dave Aranda yeah. is a much worse recruiter than Joey McGuire. Those two things can be true, and they are true. I, I really like. I will. I will stand on both of those, and it's okay. Dave has guys to make up for where he lacks. That's why he had Joey on staff to make up for where he lacks in recruiting. Now makes me wonder. It really makes you wonder. As Baylor is above teams like NC State, Colorado, Oklahoma State, Missouri in twenty twenty four, is this school just holding out for transfers? By the way, Kansas State is seventieth in the country in recruiting. BYU seventy second. Nice. Um, holding out for transfers. I, well, at this point, in what we've seen in this offseason, kind of, yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. I don't want to be in the middle on this one, but yeah. I mean, uh, and, and Dave talked about it. I think it was after the spring game, basically saying um, we we didn't handle the portal well um, the year before, coming off the Sugar Bowl victory. And I think he's made some key contributions there. Uh, here in the offseason. I mean, two starters on the offensive line, um, you starting running back, even though the other one is named yep. uh, first team preseason all yep. big 12. Yep. Um, but I, I think, I think yes, because I think that's where Dave is going to be better as a recruiter of, hey man, we know you can play. Here's the kind of scheme I'm playing. I think you fit well here. Um, it, it's more like, we know you can play at this level you know I can coach at this level, right? right. And, and I think it kind of breaks down into Joey McGuire is probably a better man manager than than Dave Aranda is. I think that's fair to say. You know, the rah-rah, get in your face, um, and, and going to get the best out of you that way 
versus Dave is, is going to get the best out of you schematically, um, at least on the football field. Um, recruiting, you know, and it, recruiting, it, Dave's not the let's do a photo shoot together guy. Joey McGuire is. Correct. And some yes. players are attracted to that. Yeah, and honestly, part of, I think, what Baylor fans are, are probably a little upset about, the same way tech basketball fans are right now, is that um, Dave is not a social media coach. Uh, Grant McCasland over at Tech Basketball is not a social media coach. Um, and so when you had guys like Matt Rule and Joey McGuire in the building being big-time social media coaches, I don't even mean that in a bad way, uh, but just a lot more visible to the fans, um, they're going to like that a lot more. And yet, if Dave works in the shadows all, all off-season long and they go 9-3 and three this year, and beat Tech, and Tech goes seven and five. You're feeling a lot better about the decision, but we're gonna hear for a while, I, I think, um, good or bad. Of did they mess it up by not going with Joey? And I just think they're two totally different head coaches. Um, I think we were all had the same kind of reaction when Joey got the Tech job. Of wow, good for him. That's awesome. Yep. Really wish he wasn't in the conference with us, um, but that's awesome for him. Um, because you thought he would have some success at this level. But yeah, two, two, just two different guys in, entirely. And both get or will get the most out of their players in very different ways. And so, yeah, I mean, you hit it that, that that's how Joey is going to do his recruiting. And I think Aranda is better suited for um, the transfer portal and experienced guys and guys who want to win and know what kind of work to put in and it's going to defer, defer a lot more to his position coaches in terms of that high school recruiting than Matt Powell. It's an example, right? He, you bring him in because he's more of the rah rah, get you fired up, which is good. You need that on a staff in college football. And, it can't be I, business and Dave knew sport. it. I mean, Dave knows that right. guy and has worked under him before. And I'm sure had that kind of thought in the offseason of, I really need a guy like Matt on my staff. You know, yeah. I, I really yeah. do. And I don't, I don't know what Ron Roberts was like in, in the living rooms. I have no idea. Um, but that could well have been a thing of, Hey, when it, we know what to do schematically, when these guys get here, we got to get some guys in the door. Um, and this is the way call it the college football game is. Yeah. So, and when you say social media coach, I, I really, am of the firm belief there are very few of those that exist in college athletics because yep. Scott Drew, active on Twitter, not a social media coach. Correct. Not a social media coach. There are coaches that use social media like my grandfather, and then there are coaches like Lane Kiffin who use social yeah. media, Joey McGuire who use social media to their advantage to bring new recruits in. Matt Rule tries but again, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd call him a pure social media coach because he uses it like my grandfather. These people are, po you know, congratulations to my ex-cousin who who won the thing that they did in the USFL. And you're like, this is the most dad post of all time. <laughs> Lane Kiffin's not posting that. You know, he's posting stuff to get recruits fired up and he's making fun of big game boomer and poking fun at people. That's what a social and media local news reporters, is. local sports and, reporters, which I think yep. is good. Yeah. And you can you love it or hate it, love it or hate it. You know, some players just don't want that noise. And I think you're right. A lot of guys out of, out of the transfer portal. Here's a keen example, and I'll call that by name: Wes Burton, Ole Miss baseball. Work with me here. Mm, yeah. He is named college baseball's biggest psychopath two years in a row. Pitching Ninja loves him. Barstool loves him. He's gone viral multiple times, thousands of followers because of his antics on the mound. Guess what he can't do. Wakes up one day, can't throw strikes. 
transfers out of yeah. Ole Miss, deletes all social media, doesn't want to play for a football terms, Lane Kiffin, for a Joey McGuire, wants to play for a Dave Aranda, put me back under the radar. I need to reset. I'm more mature out of the portal, and I want to rebrand myself. A lot of college football players like that that are looking for the Dave Aranda, Dominic Richardson, yeah. to, to help. Also want to mention, when we talk about Baylor, State of Baylor recruiting, oh boy, UMass. UMass. My UMass, UMass Minutemen. Minutemen. Yeah. Number 79 in the country in recruiting, wow. which that high. Sh- shockingly high, by the way, for the UMass Minutemen. Huge recruiting year for that one. They are currently ahead of number 80, Utah, the Utes, number 81, Houston, the Cougars, and schools like SMU, Memphis, Liberty, UTSA. While I did have to hit the load more button. UTSA will have a better year than UMass this year. UH, I'm not so sure. but definitely had to hit the load more button to find Baylor on here. I did. But UMass. Beating out some wild names, Texas State by 50 spots, and Air Force and Navy and Louisiana Lafayette at 125. Howard is recruiting almost as good as Louisiana Lafayette. So while things might be not great for Baylor recruiting, God, they get so much worse. Um, what is the big hole up here? Well, I, I've asked a lot of people this, and I don't think I've asked you in a while. When it comes to you hear a lot of stuff day in and day out of Baylor's bad at NIL. And look, there are kids at Miami making. 750k. Nobody at Baylor's touching that. Um, I've heard that there are parents who are reaching out to NIL people in the NIL world, try begging for money for their children. Um, so is that how much do you think that plays into this whole recruiting debacle? Baylor being 54th in the country, it definitely plays. Um, I mean, the we see the proof all the time of guys who are gone. Um, just because of an NIL number. And this is a kind of a different example, but um, I think that probably played a part in Quinn Ewers not starting his career as a Longhorn. He goes to Ohio State, takes no meaningful snaps, and makes over a million bucks. And now he's like, well, (laughs) am I going to play here? Do I want to play here? Um, I can go down to UT and obviously still make some money. So it it, it definitely factors in. And... can't blame them, right? We've said that this whole time. 17-year-old kids, when you say, you know, you're going to come play the game you love at a factory, uh, a pro football factory, and you're going to make a lot of money doing it, it's tough to pass up, you know, before looking at your spot in the depth chart. Um, And so I think, yeah, it plays a factor in it. And I think if if Dave Aranda had his druthers, um, he would not be involved in it at all. Um, cause he wants those guys. Like we talked about in the last segment, he wants those guys who don't want that to be a factor. Um, he wants those guys who are coming to win and to, you know, find their spot to become a better football player and win football games. And so it, it does play a factor. And I think that's another reason why Baylor is going to be, are you do well in the transfer portal in the next couple of years? Are you saying that you, th- you think Dave Aranda should take the approach of just not worry about NIL at all. Uh, well, semantically, Re- I don't know how much the head recruit, football coach actually does. You're saying that recruit outside of NIL. Don't mention it. Don't sell players on it. 
almost become a Syracuse. No, that's okay, a better way of putting you, it. And I'm saying no to that. Okay, I, I just you, think, I just think, I, I think Dave knows that it's a part of the game. You know, you need to be up in NIL to, to sustain recruiting and sustain a, a successful athletics program. I just think if it was a perfect world for him, that wouldn't be a factor at all. A, because Baylor is a small school in, in division one, a, um, but also uh, that he doesn't want at all players caught up in that. He he wants a quote unquote more mature player. I I, I know that's not the best term because I don't think these kids are immature for wanting money. Um, but he wants a more mature player who is just looking for um, a stable football program where he is going to build, rather than a place that's flashy. Uh, take some cool recruiting photos, and oh yeah, I can make a lot of money there too. Yeah, does that make more sense? It does. Yeah, yeah. He, does. Like he's go, he's going to do it. It's it's part of the game. Not, yeah, I don't know how much the head football focus. coach does yeah. it in general, but absolutely, it has to be part of his recruiting pitch as the head coach. Yeah, uh, I've I've heard, and I won't say who. I've heard from Baylor coaches, from head coaches that nil ha- nil has to get better at Baylor. They are. They are not getting as high-profile athletes as they would like from the Portal High School because the NIL at Baylor is behind. Makes sense to me why it's behind, right? Not shocking. This isn't like, oh wow. If we if it was if we were in Arkansas and they said, wow, your NIL is so bad, you're losing recruits. There's something to be done there. There's yeah, I, I would say the schools or the programs that we see as behind are the ones you probably would have expected, right? Right. Like the like Arkansas, like TCU's People not saying, up on it either. Texas yeah. Tech isn't up on it either. Baylor Vanderbilt's has a very Baylor's conservative and has a standard and ha, you know there are so many things that that Baylor's brand is not nil and I get why they're behind and I, I'm not you know I, I crap on them enough. I, I'm not sitting here saying oh I hate that Baylor does it this way. I, I get it to an extent. You know there's a certain respect for the brand they bought into and 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 I, yeah you know it means you're going to recruit different kind of players which mm-hmm. has worked in the past. Uh, how many then your ebbs followers? and flows are going to get are, are going to be bigger peaks, bigger valleys. Welcome to Grant Taft. Welcome yeah, to I think that's what, I think Taft that's what it becomes if we don't if there's no regulation and Baylor just stays behind, then that's exactly what you'll be looking at. Grant and Taft. not that we're looking. We're, I mean, look, Baylor's never. I I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but never going to be a dynasty. You know, they're never yeah. going to be a you know 10, 15, like the way Miami was. We've seen Baylor get as close to dynasty as we probably yeah, will. That, that's what a Baylor dynasty would be. Maybe of, of that ever. Bryles era competing what for you, conference championships. And what did you do? You forfeited morals. You forfeited the, the brand of the university to become a dynasty. So you want to be a dynasty Baylor? Good. Forfeit all the things you care about and throw away the brand. That's that's basically what you've been what you've learned in the last decade. Yeah. Uh, how many Twitter followers do you have? Um, not more than you, if that's what you're going to ask. Okay. Do you want to double it? I'd love to. Why don't you just, that would bring me to 50 followers. Why don't you just give a big shout out there to BYU fans? I should, man. Yeah. You're going to ride that cash cow like you did. Giving you your moment right now. If you want to just go ahead and say anything to BYU fans that are listening. Look, they were very nice to us. They knew their football too. Yep, I mean, they're great credit on that, man. They, they aren't just remember. They aren't just, they aren't just reading about Joseph Smith. They're reading their football. They know their stuff. I had a conversation with uh, Harper Mayfield on about BYU last week and mentioned yeah. the great, like the Ty Detmers, the great names in BYU history, oh, yeah. and brought up baseball player Cooper Vest, who's like, currently on the team. His dad ran into me the next day. Unbelievable! Wow, Anchorage, Alaska. 
said hello of that. You know what, Drake? Can I have one parting thought here that has to do with the Big 12 and our neighbors from BYU? Why, of course. You know, because you think of BYU and you think that's a football school, right? Good tradition. They have a national championship in there. They have a Heisman Trophy winner in there. That's kind of what separates it from West Virginia, right? When you think West Virginia, you think that's a football school. That's, a, that's a good... Well, he went to Marshall. Yeah, exactly. uh, from West Virginia. But Exactly. But, but no, you think that's a football school. That's a good tradition. You know, they're not national champions or anything, but that's a, that's a good program for a long, long time. And have you noticed something since they joined the Big 12? They kind of they, have not been that good. They were good at the beginning, Dana Holgerson, and then <laughs> with, they with Gino that one year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and beat Baylor in 2014. I mean, beat, beat Baylor. And every other year. year. Um, every, yeah. yeah. But um, I was thinking this week, is this just a step too far for that football program? Because basketball is caught up. Basketball is For West up. Virginia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they were in the Big East for, for years. I don't even know what they were in before that, um, which the Big yeah. East football didn't come in until the 90s, I don't think. Maybe early 2000s. Yeah. I don't know what they were before that. They might have been independent. They have not kept up. They have not kept up. No. Yeah. Is this a bridge too far for West Virginia football? Mm-hmm. That's on the decline I, again. I would say Missouri has handled the SEC better than West Virginia has handled the Big 12. Yes. And I would say that's there that Missouri is also in the category of this is just this is too much for them. I'll give you another one. Texas AM. This is just a bit too far for them, uh, the SEC West, anyway. Soon to be Oklahoma, uh, I think. I really do. I it think, could be, uh, yeah. I think and Texas I think almost is going Texas. to Texas. I actually think Texas will be more successful in five years than Oklahoma in okay. the SEC. Hey, Drake Toll. Yeah. Mark it down. 100%. I do. I, I think Texas will be better than Oklahoma. They were oh, <laughs> Baylor beat Oklahoma on the road last year. They did. Oh, winning, winning streak. Gross. Though. Uh, thanks for making. Now, I don't know Baylor. that OU is going to be that great this year. No, I, I know they're picked to finish second because yeah. they're the University of Oklahoma, but there hadn't been a lot of change there. They're they're a school that's doing well in recruiting. Parker yes, they are. Told me that. Okay. And last year, you know, I mean, they're always going to be right. Does he still follow you? I hope so, man. Parker is probably my most famous follower. You stayed he's got in a lot of, He's got a, he's got a lot of followers, man. You stayed Let's in his see. house. Yeah, and it took a while. Yeah, you follow each other. Good deal. Good deal. Good dude. I Public have his deal. Heisman. He told me it's not in writing, but I have his Heisman vote when he goes. So, <laughs> did you get invited to his wedding? No. That makes one of us. <laughs> I met him once, dude. All right. Well, sorry a good about your Heisman bad luck. voter, by the way, did not give you his vote when you called him the day before asking for it. Wouldn't no, he budge. didn't. Wouldn't, wouldn't budge. tell me. I think he picked I, the winning party. Yeah. I think he tweeted it after, but kind of had to, you know. That's uh, a that's a football guy right there's, there. There's there's a Heisman voter in Waco. Yeah. And that's the reason why I want a Heisman vote. <sighs> Make it one for one? Two Heisman voters in Waco? Um the guy knows football, Parker. I, I now that I said that I'll, I'll get a phone call for sure. I'll get a phone call. Oh, this has been locked on Baylor We're way over time. Thanks for making you did that, not me, brother. You brought been, that up. Follow Cam on Twitter or don't. Locked on Baylor.